are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. I show up here to talk to you about all things bookish and to share fiction, nonfiction, and children's book selections written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books too. Let's dive in. This is episode 23, and this is our back to school episode. I have some school-oriented book recommendations for you, and then I'm going to give you a brief peek into my family's homeschool plans for this year. As always, you can find the links to all the books and anything else we talk about on our show notes page, www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes html. I hope you are all doing great today. Things have been really crazy and chaotic for my family, um, really for the last two months, <laughs> but two and a half months. Um, but we are falling into a routine. We started homeschool back up, so that has been really helpful, feeling like we've got some sense of normalcy. Um, we're still trying to get back into a habit of protecting our homeschool schedule, but in general, um, it's actually been really helpful and beneficial, so that's good, and everybody's really excited about this year ahead, so it's been good times around here. Um, I wanted to once again thank you all for um, praying for my grandfather, everyone who's still praying for my family, especially my grandfather. We very much appreciate it. Um, Just a brief update is that He still has a very long way to go, and your continued prayers would mean a lot, but he is making progress. Um, He still is in a facility right now and um, being cared for with some really great doctors and nurses. Um, I think they're great. Hopefully they're great. (laughs) But um, that's that's pretty much um, all I'll say. Obviously want to protect um, his privacy, but yeah, that's where we're at. Definitely um, still in a facility, still needing prayer, so... That would mean a lot to us. Um, I think that's it, though, for welcome business or all that I was really... um, I guess I do want to address one thing really quick and just say that this has just been a really crazy and stressful time for me. So um, I know that I haven't really been very present with the podcast or the Goodreads page or my blog. I've been... um, Or at least I don't feel like I have been. So... Um, I'm starting to recover and feel a little more um, emotionally available, I guess is the best way to put it. So um, I'm back. I'm back. I'm going to take it all a little more seriously again. My apologies, but hopefully you can all completely understand um, why and where I'm coming from. And um, anyway, so you can expect things to um, get back to a little more of a normal schedule and routine coming up here, but that's not why you're here, so let's go ahead and talk books. Okay, let's just head right back to our old favorite format of fiction, nonfiction, and children's book selections. I think that's always a good feeling. So um, let's start with fiction. I've got three books to tell you about, two which I've already mentioned on the show, so those will be brief. Um, First, I want to remind you of the book Dear Mr. Knightley by Catherine Ray. This is a really great one if you're interested in reading a book set in college. This has a nice back-to-school feel to it. It's an epistolary novel, meaning written all in letters. So we've got our main character 
Um, she's in the, she's a foster care, what's the word, graduate, I think. Um, she's aged out of the foster care system, so she does not have a family supporting her. And so an anonymous benefactor has agreed to help her and um, sponsor her, essentially kind of give her a scholarship to, to go through the journalism program at Northwestern University in Chicago, or at least near Chicago. Um, and the caveat is that she needs to write this person letters and just kind of update them on her life and her progress and how it's all going. Well, the anonymity of it all gives her um, kind of a false confidence that lets her get more vulnerable in these letters than she ever does in real life. And she doesn't know who this benefactor is, but they know who she is. And um, now they're learning a whole lot about her. And as you can imagine, things get kind of sticky. So that's a really fun one. Got definitely a great back-to-school feel. If it sounds somewhat familiar to you, it is based on an older book called My Daddy Long Legs. And I really enjoyed that one. The next one is kind of a stretch. This one really does not have a back-to-school feel at all, and it barely talks about school, period. But I still really enjoyed it. This is Though I Stumble by Kim Cash Tate, book one in a series. This one is about four women coming from different walks of life. They're all going through some stuff. I really love a book that tackles that, so we see it from each of their perspectives as they work through whatever is going on in, in that particular woman's life. And it all kind of um, ties together because they are all attending the same Christian Women's Conference in St. Louis. The only reason I wanted to include it here is that one of the moms is a homeschooling mom. We hardly hear at all about that, but it gives me that fun tie to homeschool. Oh, and also one of one of the young women is a student in college, although I don't remember where. Again, though, we hardly hear about that at all. This is a stretch, but I still wanted to bring it up. This last one, though, is a really great one if you're interested in the school setting from the perspective of a teacher. This one is Before I Called You Mine by Nicole Deese. Um, I really enjoyed this book. It is not my typical um, storyline in that it is a contemporary, I would say, romance. Romance isn't quite the right word because that gives a certain, um, an allusion towards a, a certain style of writing. But I guess I would say it's a contemporary love story with a twist. So our heroine is has decided that it's just not going to work out. She's, she's meant to be single. But she knows that she's meant to be a mother and that God has placed this on her heart. And so she begins the adoption process. So she starts adopting a child overseas. And um, as, pro as the, the process gets to a certain point, um, she's not allowed to you know, pursue a new relationship and get married. That's just not going to work. And wouldn't you know, that's right about when she, of course, meets Mr. Wright. So we've got all kinds of things going on in this book. Um, this one is set in Boise, Idaho, and we learned so much about the adoption process, which was really cool, but not in a preachy way, just simply like we're learning about it with her as we go. So it was really neat to see all of that. Um, it was really neat to see her as a teacher and see the way 
Um, she runs her classroom and how she is with children. That was really fun. And it was, of course, really neat to see her and Mr. Wright hitting it off at the worst possible time. So I really recommend this one. I really enjoyed it. And I think that um, even if you're not necessarily super into the back-to-school idea, just in general, it was a good story. It was well-written. It was engaging. And even though I would pretty much never use these words together to describe a book, I would say that it was heartwarming, touching, fun, and cute. Um, again, not a combination you typically hear, but I feel like she just really nailed it with this one and kind of hit all four of those points in one book, which was pretty cool. And also it has a really pretty cover. My nonfiction recommendations today are all geared specifically toward homeschooling moms. So um, anyone involved with children in any capacity can, of course, check these out and will probably get at least something out of them, whether that's fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, aunts, uncles, teachers, really just anyone who deals with children in any setting. But they are specifically geared toward homeschooling mothers, so that's your kind of warning for these. The first one is Educating the Wholehearted Child by Clay Clarkson. This is not the type of book that's really enjoyable to just sit and read for a couple hours. This is one that can be kind of overwhelming if you try to read it like that because it's packed full of resources and tips and just a lot of great homeschool information. Um, if the name Clay Clarkson doesn't sound familiar to you, this is the husband of Sally Clarkson, and she is one of my favorite Christian um, I'll say mentors. I've, I've never met her, so she's not a real mentor in that capacity, but she, I love her heart for motherhood. She has a, a big heart for motherhood and for homeschool. She raised four children who all grew up to be very happy and successful, and all of their family is still close and I would say best friends, so that's always a good sign in my book that that's a person you can get a little wisdom from. Um, She's also written a book called Awaking Wonder um, that gives a lot of great homeschool recommendations and tips and some fun stuff, but um, this one has it all laid out in a very um, easy-to-follow way. So really anything by the Clarksons I always recommend, but um, this one specifically is really good for just having on hand as a homeschool resource. That book is a lot more, I'm going to say rigid in style, just simply because that's the best word I can think of at the moment. Maybe organized is a nicer way to put it. That is the way I used to homeschool. I've moved into a much more relaxed approach. It's hard to explain it because I still take homeschool very seriously. I, I'm still me. I, I still have my personality. So I like things scheduled and organized and um, I like sticking to it, you know, a certain plan, but I'm a lot more open to fostering just a general love of learning and kind of following my kids' interests. So if I have something planned and something else gets them excited, then we'll take a break and move into that before we come back. I used to have a lot of trouble doing that. Sometimes I still do, but I'm, I'm getting a lot better. So I've got a book to recommend that really helped me with that, and I did talk about this in a bonus episode, so I'll link to it in the show notes. But this one is The Call of the Wild and Free by Ainsley Arment. So wild and free homeschool groups have popped up all over the country, 
and we've never actually tried one or joined one, but I have a few different friends who have and who really liked them. I really like their approach. It's definitely more relaxed than I am. Um, but if you are more interested in a relaxed approach to homeschool, and also if you're not a homeschooler and just to life in general, this one might be a really fun one for you. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes if you want a longer description of it. The last one I want to recommend, I guess it's kind of a twofer, um, Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. Um, I actually just saw this book in a Christian bookstore today, which was exciting because I loved this one. So Sarah McKenzie is the host of the Read Aloud Revival podcast. Um, This is a children's book podcast. And she also has a wonderful book called Read Aloud Family. And that's great for any parent, male, female, or um, homeschool or not, of any age range from infants to high schoolers. That's a really good one. But Teaching from Rest is specifically for homeschool parents. And she just has some really wonderful things to say about um, trusting God to get our kids where they need to be and really learning to rest in Him and to not feel like we are the end-all be-all for our kids' education and like if we don't cover something well enough, then we have failed them or like it's all completely up to us because the reality is um, that God will do the rest. Um, And I do believe in that and agree with that. He will put the right people in our kids' lives. That doesn't mean that we can just take it easy and not do it. I don't mean to say that. And that's certainly not what she says either, but you kind of just have to read it to understand it, I guess. She just has some really wonderful points that made me take a lot of the pressure off myself. Like I said, while, while still taking homeschool very seriously, but I don't feel, um, I guess I felt almost afraid of failing them in the beginning, and I just don't feel that now. So I highly recommend this book. I see so many homeschool moms recommend it. I see a lot of women say they read it, you know, once every year while they're planning their next homeschool year, and I certainly don't think that's a bad idea at all. It's a very short book. You can read it in an afternoon, and um, like I said, check out the Read Aloud family as well. There are all kinds of wonderful children's books all about school, but there are hardly any about homeschool. So I want to tell you about three of those today. I've got two picture books and a middle grade book. The first picture book is Charlie Goes to School by Ree Drummond. This is a secular book, and I don't really know anything about Ree Drummond um, other than to say that she is the pioneer woman. I don't know what that means. I've never um, seen anything or watched or listened to anything by her, so that is all I can tell you. But this book is very sweet, or maybe sweet is not the right word, but just cute and fun. We um, have a little basset hound who sees his family doing homeschool lessons and gets excited to do his own homeschool lessons. So he tries to teach the other animals on this farm or ranch a few things. And as you can imagine, it doesn't quite work out. And it's just, um, it's a cute and it's very short. I would say this one is really geared towards kids probably eight or so and younger. 
Um, probably the same age range as another secular picture book I really enjoy called This Is My Home, This Is My School by Jonathan Bean. Again, really short and simple. Um, the author was homeschooled and turned some of his favorite memories, um, or not necessarily memories, but some of his favorite aspects of his homeschool childhood into this picture book. And so he shows, um, this is our, you know, this is our home and it's our school. And then he'll show like, this is our teacher and that's also our mom and this is recess and this is, you know, this is what our homeschool life looked like. And I just really love both of those because of the way they normalize homeschool. Um, I think both of them were such a hit with my family because it's really easy to find anything about regular school, like I say, but to find things that, hey, look, we do that is just kind of a fun feeling. So both of those are really fun. Both of those are secular, but I still recommend them. For middle grade, I want to go with a self-published book I want to tell you about. This is Don Chandler by Eliza Noel. This is the first book in a series. I know the second book has been released. I don't know um, how many books there will be. It may just be the two. I have no idea, but that's what is currently available, and I have only read this first one. So Don Chandler is a tween, and she lives in a big city, attends public school. Life is going great when someone in her family... Um, kind of in her extended family, has an accident and things suddenly change. And now her family is packing up to move to a tiny town uh, near that where that person lives. And they're going to be homeschooling instead. So her life just got turned upside down. She's having to make new friends. She's trying to keep the old friends. She's trying to figure out what life looks like as a homeschooler. And... Um, Something I really enjoyed was in the back of the book, Eliza, who's a very young author, explains that she grew up loving um, modern classics and uh, children's classics, I should say, and just kind of found herself wanting to find something with that wholesome and, and interesting approach with a more contemporary storyline and modern characters, and she decided just to make them herself. Um, I really think that she's doing a great job, and I can't wait to see um, where else she takes this series. So again, Don Chandler by Eliza Noel. Oh, I guess I will also add that since these are self-published, um, you can only get them online, and I believe only through Amazon. Okay, that's my book recommendations, and I want to really quick dive in and tell you a little bit about our homeschool plans for this year. So, as I said, I still take homeschool very seriously, but I'm trying to take a more relaxed approach and follow my kids' interests when it comes to um, special subjects. So, pretty much my goal is to take the three R's, right? Reading, writing, arithmetic, um, very seriously each day. And then our side subjects, um, I try to do at least once a week. Um, some of them get done more than once a week, like history and science. It all just kind of depends. If they're really excited about a certain history topic, then we might just stick with that history topic all week and not even touch science. And then the next week, maybe we, it, it just depends. So the main ones are reading, writing, and math. 
Um, in the past, for reading, I have used The Good and the Beautiful, Dash into Learning, and Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons, kind of a um, combination of the three, and have really enjoyed that, and I will be doing that again with my littlest when it's time to teach her to read. But right now, I'm homeschooling a kindergartner who taught herself how to read by observing her older siblings' homeschool lessons. So right now I'm homeschooling a kindergartner, first grade, and third grader who already know how to read and read very well. So I'm not, I'm, I get a lazy year in that element, in that way. Um, I'm just reading with them and improving their reading skills. So we're just doing buddy reads. Um, each, each of those kids and I have a book that we'll read together. It is a level above their reading level. Um, we read a chapter. I read a page, you read a page, I read a page, you read a page. We just go back and forth, and it works really well because they get to observe me reading things properly while they follow along, and then I get to um, see, you know, where they're at. If there's anything that's challenging them, then I can help correct that, and we can go over, hey, what does this mean? And sometimes they don't stop to ask me what something means when they're reading it on their own. But when they're sitting right next to me, they will interrupt themselves to ask. So it's just been a really great way to do it all and do it together, too. For writing, we've been following the Brave Writer Lifestyle approach. This is completely free. So Julie Bogart has a wonderful book called Brave Learner. And then she also has... Sorry about that. She also has a program called um, Brave Writer that you can pay for. And then she talks on her blog about the Brave Writer lifestyle, which is a completely free approach. And that's what we're doing. So we write something daily. Sometimes it's letters. Sometimes it's journaling or short stories or a family newsletter article. Um, they have little creative writing storybooks with prompts in them all kinds of things, poems. So that's a pretty much it. And like I said, sometimes they'll get really excited about something and take off on their own. They start writing a book, um, and then I let that be the language arts, and then we just work on grammar, spelling, punctuation, all of that. We work on it together in the editing phase. Um, other times I give them a suggestion if they're not already working on a writing project they're excited about. Super simple. And fun and effective. Um, we also do handwriting and we use the good and the beautiful handwriting books. For math, we are currently using Life of Fred. Um, I was just talking to my husband even earlier today because in a lot of ways I miss the good and the beautiful, but I do like the way Life of Fred works. Basically, I just don't love that it's silly and not very pretty, which is kind of bratty. So for now, we will be sticking with it. It's very simple and has a story-driven, real-life application approach, and I love that. The um, practice problem section is more minimal, which I also love because I don't think they need to do 50, um, 50 different iterations of the same pro uh, problem uh, for something they've already understood. At the same time, I do think that it, Life of Fred is more sparse than I would like, so we also supplement that with workbooks, computer games, board games. And then, of course, as every homeschooler will tell you, we do lots of real-life math. 
and that's pretty much it. Um, history, we do story of the world, podcasts, movies, and lots and lots of picture books and fun read-alouds. Science is not my strong suit, so we do science devotionals, movies, podcasts, picture books, and then my husband is a lot more involved with hands-on stuff in science, um, though I try to do that too. Um, geography and social studies, I don't even bother to teach really because they're such frequent encounters for us. We read a lot. And so a lot of these things just come up organically anyway, but even when they don't, we'll get excited about something and want to know more about it. And so pretty much everything, I mean, we're constantly looking up where a place is on the map, in the atlas, on the globe. Um, also social studies, yeah, we'll look at cultures and we'll go, well, why would they do that? And kind of look into it. And it's just something that my husband and I are interested in, and it has definitely um, been passed on to my kids. So... We don't really have a set time that we teach that. Um, and then we do art, music, computers, those kinds of things more briefly and more sporadically. We do do them, but they're just not as quite as high on the radar. And then that's pretty much it. Um, we got the Good and the Beautiful Bird Watching Notebook for my son this year because he's really into birds and bird watching. So he's going to be trying that out. And I think he's also going to be starting typing. Um, the Good and the Beautiful has their own typing program as well, so he has typing level one, and he just might be starting that soon. That's pretty much it. I always get a little anxious talking about our homeschool. I think probably half of people think that I do too much, and the other half think I don't do enough, and that's just kind of how it goes, I guess. So um, I take it seriously. I'm trying to be more relaxed, but we love it. It's fun and meaningful to all of us, and um, I think we're doing a good job. So that's pretty much where I land. That is our show today, Bookworms. Thank you for listening. I hope you found at least one book that you are excited about. I just wanted to remind you all again that I pray for you. And I'm praying for you right now. I'm praying for a good school year for all of those of you who have anything to do with this school year. And just in general, I'm just praying for good health and feelings of peace and comfort and hope. I know this world is such a crazy place and I know it's really easy to get caught up in it. But I am praying for all of my listeners that this podcast will be a place of respite and that you will hopefully even find books that will further that feeling just wanted to say that if you're having a rough day, if you're having a rough week, if things are not going well right now, to just hang in there. Hold your head up. Keep your chin up, as they say. Just hang in there and just know that you are not alone and that I am praying for things to feel better soon. I think that's it, bookworms. I hope you have a great day today, and I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time. Thank you.